morning, everybody. This is Jeff Gelman of Solid Canine Training with the Wake the Fuck Up with Jeff show, episode number 11. Why the fuck can't you get the results that you want? You're busting your ass with your dog. Your dog's making incredible progress, and you still cannot get the results that you want. Well, I'll tell you why. This is a three times a week podcast, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, starting at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Sorry about Wednesday. I was on my ass for about 30 hours. Um, lost my voice. Couldn't get out of bed. It happens. It happens. I missed uh, this podcast as well as my Wednesday Q&A podcast. And speaking of that, today is Friday, and I do a What Would Jeff Do podcast every uh, Wednesday and Friday with the lovely Joelle, and we will be on the air at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time uh, on this channel and on Facebook and on YouTube. And that's where all your questions about any of your dog training problems um, can be resolved. And what we'll do is if anybody um, has a question on that um, in this podcast, um, you will be um, you'll be moved to that one. I'll just tell you to tune into that one. Um, but let me um, let me let me just show you um, a great uh, way to also uh, help you out with uh, some of your some of your problems that a lot of you are having. They will dramatically help you out. So here is and a lure up program. Right, sit, and I'm gonna lure. Good, down. Is there green to graduate Tucker program? Here. Good job. Down. Turn around and come back towards us. This dog came to us, not even knowing its name. Tucker, here! Off the field. 80 acres. 180 acres. Here? There we go. That's my boy. So I really, really enjoy that. Um, that video it's our it's our number one video it's called green to graduate and i will put the link up right now for you to um so i can you can get it um and then speaking of that podcast we just launched a i'm sorry that that uh, uh show um the green to graduate um course sorry i'm trying to type talk and listen to running water which sounds like a nice river going down a um canyon in the background joelle is um washing her morning dishes um and angelo talking about work ethic which is we're just um which is missing um angelo is woke up this morning and um he immediately started swimming the dogs and uh, even before he ate his breakfast and started his schoolwork. so i'm really really proud of him um yesterday we launched a pre-sale of our um Leash Reactivity Seminar, and you can go to the same link, the Academy link. A lot of people have been wanting um, to see our seminars uh, live streaming, which is we're not set up to do. Um, we don't have the human power or more of the technology right now, enough cameras to do it. One of these days, we probably will. But uh, Joel did record all eight hours of the Leash Reactivity Seminar. It was a one-day seminar. So what we did was we compiled it all into probably about um, um, three, four or five hours. Um, I'm not quite sure how long um, of videos, which shows you, you know, how to stop leash reactivity. And believe it or not, it's not a punishment fest. It is an information fest. There's a lot of great information on um, 
on that video. And it's on pre-sale right now, $50 off at the Academy. And in two weeks, it goes up. When it's launched, it'll go up to its regular price. So I encourage everybody to go to, over to um, the Academy and um, see the course. And then there's, there's also the Green to Graduate course. The Green to Graduate course is a wonderful course. You can take a totally green dog. Um, we used a dog named Tucker that didn't even know its name. And we had that dog off-leash trained in 11 days. Now that's us. We're dog trainers. But if you work at it, you can do it in, um, in a month. So, so many folks are doing really, really, really well with their dog training. Um, if you're not, get the Green to Graduate course. They're doing really well with their dog training. But so many folks still are left with some unwanted um, issues. And it could be everything from charging the front door to um, even just a dog that's forging ahead to a dog that's barking out the window to a dog um, with aggression, which is a whole separate category, to a dog jumping up on people, you know, a lot of those unwanted behaviors. And a lot of people are putting in the work and a lot of people are still confused about why they can't do anything. In fact, we have something called the inner circle and the inner circle is a um, small forum of people, five people. Um, they pay a premium price and it's for a month. And we meet once a, um, once a week on video on Zoom. And um, people submit videos to us and we analyze them. And then we actually make videos in return on how to help them troubleshoot. So it's a really intensive thing. And we just sent out our first round of videos in response to their videos to us, as well as us talking through the issues. And already they're um, giving us feedback on incredible results just from us showing them what to do specifically, but them following through with it. And that's the big thing. And the follow through was they've been underwhelming their dog. They've been nagging their dog. They haven't been correcting their dog properly. Now, a lot of people know me. They call me, you know, light them up, Gelman. Everything is punishment. That's because a lot of people know me from my seminars, which are all problem-solving seminars. How do you stop unwanted behaviors? They know me from my podcast, which are all how to stop unwanted behaviors. But the reality of it is, is that 90 plus percent of the training that we do is all reward-based training. We take dogs that don't even know a command and we train them with a reward-based program, which everybody calls, including us. You know, we don't call it positive reinforcement training. We just call it dog training, but that's what it is. We use the dog's daily food. We use standard operating procedures that every other dog trainer uses, but we want more than that. We don't want a dog just to listen inside of a sterile environment or a choreographed routine. We want a dog to listen out in reality, in the real world, at coffee shops, farmers markets, at um, um, friends' houses, out in the woods, under high levels of distraction, under um, things that the dog is normally fearful around, um, a, on a dog that normally reacts to or flees from. We want dogs to be able to listen to us no matter what. So once the dog knows its basic commands, once you've done it hundreds of times, but then all of a sudden the dog doesn't do it, well, guess what the missing answer is? It's called a correction or a 
punisher, which is the proper term, actually, a punisher for lack of doing in unwanted behavior. So there's two things that we have to talk about. We have to talk about why are people not applying a punisher to a dog for not doing a command that they already know? Now, punisher is not abuse. Punisher is just literally, it's what you do. But people need to understand what a punisher is. Also, how do you stop an unwanted behavior? You're not doing it with a reward-based system. You're not teaching an alternative behavior. You need to stop that unwanted behavior. So people are shying away from that as well. So now we've got two things that people are not doing, and that's what's holding them back. It's well, one concept that they're not doing, but it affects two things. It affects a better level of obedience, and it affects stopping an unwanted behavior. And one of the issues is that, that people are being brainwashed, convinced of, believing, um, is you don't need to do that. Unfortunately, you're being lied to by social media. You're being lied to. It's actually almost unethical. It is unethical because even the trainers that are saying you don't need to do it are doing it themselves. They're doing it themselves. They're doing it with their own dogs, that's for sure. And anybody that says that they've trained their dog fully with rewards only, they are lying to you. It cannot be done. Now, maybe their dogs don't know anything. Maybe then it can be done, but their dogs don't know anything. But any dog that can, do, can actually do stuff in public around high levels of distraction absolutely has had a punisher applied. Now, people might not look at it as a punisher. They might not call it as a punisher because they actually don't understand what punishment is. They think punishment has to be extreme pain. It has to be force. Even though high levels of discomfort in a lot of situations are definitely applicable. Aggression? Absolutely. Absolutely. Some a dog that tries to kill prey, livestock, chickens, the cat, family pets, near neighbors, family pets, absolutely. And to shy away from that conversation blows my mind. But nobody wants to talk about it because everyone's worried about social media pressure. I'm not worried about social media pressure at all. I've experienced the worst of it, continuously the worst of it, constantly, daily. I don't give a shit. Because the amount of people that we help is incredible. And I would encourage all my fellow dog trainers to stop trying to pussyfoot and sugarcoat the truth. And actually talk about it. And for, for, for folks to, to not see the big picture. Like, we deal with families who can't have guests come over the house. What kind of life is that? Now, if you're a, you're a solitary person and you don't want guests coming over the house, well, then you don't care. But imagine if you are have two to three kids, they have a bunch of friends that are always at the house, you're, you're, you, you like to entertain, and all of a sudden, one day, you adopt a dog, and overnight, your kids can't have their friends over, you can't even have your relatives over, let alone your neighbor or your friends over, 
all because of your dog's behavior, meaning it's aggressive or it jumps all over everybody or it bites at their clothes as a minimum or it barks at people constantly never shuts up. Overnight, 10 years of a great life entertaining, if not more, and all of a sudden overnight your life changes all because of a dog's behavior and you can't stop it and you've gone to numerous trainers and nothing has helped. Sure, the dog knows basic obedience inside of a classroom, but won't shut up outside of a crate, won't shut up inside of a crate. It gets aggressive and nothing is working. They'll tell you to block the dog, the, the dog in another bedroom, but it sparks all night long. So what's missing? Why are people not applying a punisher to their dog to stop an unwanted behavior? Why? It takes one to three seconds. It's non-emotional. There should be no emotion behind it. It's proper protocol. We teach it. We talk about it. We put it in our videos. We can't show it. We'll be deplatformed. But on this show, on our on our What Would Jeff Do show, at my seminars, we talk about it. We show it all the time. All the time. One-on-one consults. But it seems like this industry is really becoming, excuse my language, a bunch of fucking pussies. They really, really are. They're lying to you. They're outright blatantly lying to you. They're making it look like everything is supposed to be this wonderful, you know, rainbow-filled thing. Not just, everyone's like, oh, it's the positive trainers. No, it is not. It's becoming all trainers. Remember, this is 3 to 5% of your dog's day. It's not the whole day. We're not talking about an abusive relationship here, which a lot of times actually only is 3 to 5% if we're talking about humans, but we're not. We're talking about dogs. So most of the time with your dog is a reward-based training program, structured exercise, games, proper diet, relaxation on command, proper grooming, vet care. But then also, there is a very important part of your dog's life, which is a game changer. By the way, I'll be answering questions at the end of these shows. My This show is more of me doing my feelings, thoughts, statements, concepts, and then I go to the Q&A at the end because I want to talk to you without looking at my screen. So I think that it's really, really important that we understand how to stop an unwanted behavior. And that's what we do. I do six podcasts a week. Two on Wednesday and Friday that answer Q&As. A Tuesday Zoom room, which is $10 a month, which is incredible. It's a Zoom face-to-face video. 
You get four of those a month. By the way, for all my Patreon family, I missed Tuesdays because I was really sick. I'll be making that up um, for you this weekend. I just don't know sure that the, the, um, Saturday or Sunday, and I'm not quite sure what the time is going to be. Um, I already put a post up on Patreon. But for $10 a month, you get that, plus you get 20% off of our consults. So when I mentioned the Green to Graduate program this morning, and I mentioned the new Leash Reactivity seminar, if you, jo- if you zo- join our Patreon channel, which is patreon.com slash solid canine training, patreon.com slash solid canine training. If you join that for $10 a month, you automatically can get 20% off of your all your um, programs, your courses, as well as your consults for 10 bucks a month. Plus you get Zoom, plus you get videos. It's a game changer. So why are, why are dog trainers not sharing this information? Most know it, but they'll lie to you. Why? Now, for the folks that are on our podcast that listen to our advice, why are you not doing it? You know what it takes. You see the results in our videos with your dog. We have dogs with us that do fantastic. Big deal, we're dog trainers. Most dog trainers do pretty well with dogs. Big deal, they're dog trainers. They should, that's their job. My CPA does incredible with my taxes. Incredible with numbers. Runs my payroll like anything else. That's what he does. That's what I pay him for. But that's a part of my business. That's how you build a powerful team. But when, it's, when, it's, when we're talking about your own personal dog, you need to control your dog. You need to train your dog. You need to lead your dog. Love and affection is not going to get your dog to stop unwanted behaviors. It won't. Love and affection is not going to get your dog to recall off deer. It won't. Just because your dog follows you everywhere, throw in a deer, throw in a coyote, throw in a squirrel, a rabbit, all all that stuff is not going to get your dog to break off from prey. We all know that. All right? So if you're struggling with something and you actually know the answer, but you're quote-unquote afraid because you might destroy the relationship with your dog, I'm just telling you, you're not going to. It's so important to share both sides of the coin with your dog. This is what I want you to do, and you do that through reward-based training. This is what I don't want you to do, and you do that through a punitive-based training program. When you get a dog that knows its basic commands, such as sit and down, down's a great one. You're in an outdoor cafe, your dog's in a down, a stroller with a child goes by, the dog just like, oh, I just want to see what that is. I just want to say hi. And your dog like gets up and walks over to the stroller. Meanwhile, you're eating a sandwich or you're working on your laptop. Shouldn't happen. How do you get a dog to hold it down around high levels of distraction? You proof it. We just put out a great video about that on our Instagram page, 
all these dogs in downs or on place with all these distractions, with all these kids running around. Everybody's commenting how scared, nervous, bored they look. Bullshit. It's called training. Sorry, my dog doesn't look thrilled to be in a down in downer place for two hours. How many people, if you looked into your average classroom and kids are studying and concentrating or taking a test or focusing on learning, are looking thrilled, but they're absorbing the, absorbing the knowledge. There's so much misinformation. Everybody thinks that everyone should look like a happy-go-lucky dog park or doggy daycare. That's not reality. You can have a student that is looking very serious in a classroom, but playing soccer, it looks different. Last night, I just signed up Angelo for a um, Ninja Warrior tumbling gymnastic combo um, class. He's look different than he does there when he's doing his homeschool, which he'll be doing next to me in a couple minutes. But I'm not comparing children to dogs. What I'm saying is, is we can play that game all day long. What I'm doing is, you know, we can relate also as humans when it's time to work and when it's time to play. So this is what's holding you back. That is why owners are struggling because they're not correcting their dogs. That is why. That is the reason why. Now, we can also say, well, they're also being lazy. Not my clients. They're not being lazy. They're putting in the work. They're putting in so much work. I can't tell you the amount of people that email us every single day that say, I've been working with my dog for three years. Finally, I found one of your videos, and it changed my life. So it's not like they weren't putting in the work. They just didn't have the information. Now, once you have the information, will you apply the information? Then we have people that say, yeah, I've been listening to it for, for a while, Jeff. I've known this, but I've never done it. I finally got sick and tired of it, and I did it, and boom, the problem solved. Meanwhile, they could have done it three years ago. Just remember, I never owner shame or blame, ever. But some things are going to hit hard at home on the other side of the screen to some people. Why? Because maybe I am talking to you. I'm trying to empower people to have better dogs. Why are we not doing it? Why does my next door neighbor's dog still break out of their fence almost every fucking day and end up in my yard? Why? What's it going to take? What is it going to take for them to secure their fence? What's it going to take someone to put a bark collar on their dog outside that barks their head off constantly all day and pisses off the neighbors? What's it going to take? What's the breaking point? To me, being in this profession for 20 years, 10,000 dogs traveling around the world, that's not an ego statement. It's just the fact that I've seen every bad behavior imaginable. I've seen owners struggle. I've seen people get separated over dogs. I've seen dogs taken away from the house. I've seen dogs put down. I've seen dogs attack other dogs. Dogs attack children. Dogs attack just, you know, people, which children are people. I'd rather prevent all that stuff. I'd rather know that if I was raising a young dog, that I'm raising an actual dog that I want to have with me for the next, hopefully, 12 years minimum. So I'd rather set the foundation now, but it's never too late to start. So don't be afraid of the word 
applying a punisher, applying a correction, an intolerable consequence. You're not going to scar, hurt the dog. Just because a dog yelps, that doesn't mean like it's traumatized. That doesn't mean you're being mean to the dog. And don't be misled by social media. I mean, just look at all the videos out there on, on us that are chopped up, highly edited, false narrative. And don't be misled on the other side. Long format videos that only show the good stuff or videos that only show the good stuff and never show any of the, the messy middle or the challenging stuff. Or trainers that won't talk about the messy stuff. Their fails. Everything's a process. So the thing that's holding everybody back is folks getting out of their comfort zone and doing what it takes to stop the unwanted behaviors. Whether it's dangerous or not so dangerous, but it's unwanted. When you have a dog that's a selective listener, quote-unquote stubborn, well, there's ways to stop that as well. Same concept. All right. <clears throat> what do we got for the questions? Uh, Melissa, how are you feeling? I'm feeling um, under the weather still, but I'm doing much better. I'm able to do a podcast, put it that way. I could barely talk the last couple of days. Um, Allison, welcome back. Welcome back to you. Again, I put up the post of our academy, academy.solidcaninetraining.com. Um, Debbie says, hope you and Joel are feeling better. I stay in Sarasota several times um, a year. Mold allergies are awful when I'm there. Actually, um, we thought it was mold, but it's not. It was, she was just sick. She, she's like, oh, my God, it's mold. And it's like, so I, you know, I'm like, okay, I'll get the air ducts cleaned out. And I got all these air purifiers. And I'm like, meanwhile, two days later, it was gone. It's like, it's, it's, it, there's definitely some more allergies this time of year. But she was just sick. And I got sick. And Angelo's starting to cough this morning. So he'll probably get it next. So, um. Um, Debbie says, love to meet you guys when I'm there mid-October. Um, um, uh, October, we travel a little bit. We have to head back up to New England for our um, seminar, our mastermind. We do a mastermind, which is a seven-day seminar for dog trainers or wannabe dog trainers or experienced dog trainers. Um, it covers everything from the basics to intensive to stopping unwanted behaviors to social media to personal growth to working with clients. So it's a seven day intensive, and you can find that at jeffgelmanseminars.com. Um, as far as being down here, we, you know, we're, we're, we're don't just randomly just meet, you know, folks. So um, we're pretty private people, believe it or not. Even though we're on social media a lot, we're pretty private people. Um, so I'm not quite sure where, where you're going to be. Um, Melissa says, I went back to foundation and drills this past Monday. My three are paying much better attention now. Good. They're not bad or aggressive. Yeah, that's another thing. It's like, you know, when I talk about this, it's like, I'm not just talking about aggression. Like this is like aggression is like, I mean, we deal with that a lot, 
But in the realm of the world, aggression is like probably less than 1%. But unwanted behaviors is huge. 90 plus percent of the dogs out there, if not more, don't even have basic public access training. Meaning basic public access training. They can't even... They can't even walk down the street, go into a cafe, do a down that is actually the dog holds the command. Most dogs out there do not even have basic public access training. And I firmly believe that 90 plus percent of the dogs out there can easily have public access training. Easily. It is not difficult to do. Again, I'll, I'll mention the Green to Graduate program because you follow that program, your dog will have public access training. If you struggle with some unwanted behaviors, jump into our free podcast. Book a one-on-one. We'll help you stop any, any, any unwanted behavior. Um, why am I doing allowing that? Let's see, not, let's see, not bad aggressive, but me saying it six times. Right. So here's a great example. So Melissa, if your dog absolutely knows the command, if your dog absolutely knows the command, you can say it once. And if the dog doesn't do it, Angela, you can sit next to me, sweetheart. Uh, part of this learning, pro- part of this learning program, is on video, so... Oh, you don't want the noise to come out? Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Honey. That's nice. Um, so, if your dog absolutely knows the command, you can correct for non-compliance. So, basic leash pop, that usually works. If you're on a remote collar, but if the dog's been conditioned to it, that's a little bit differently. But we teach all that stuff. We teach all that stuff. So the Green to Graduate actually teaches you to have an off-leash trained dog. It's, it's actually not that difficult to do. And it's, there's so much misinformation about remote collars as well. And I'm very aware of the conversation out there in the world. Very aware. I've been doing this for a long, long time. Um, why am I doing allowing that? I now say it once and require behavior. Absolutely. And they are much quickly... Um, and my house is so much quieter and calmer. Thank you for taking them to a dog event today, and I'm going to require better behavior there too. Absolutely. Demand it. Demand it. Your dogs are capable of doing it. You demand it. And you know what you can do, Melissa, is you know when you start demanding it? You demand, if you're going to an event where you're bringing your dogs, number one, you should be demanding it inside your house at all times. You demand it, though, at the front door or the garage door, You demand it walking to the car. You demand it when you open up the car. Meaning, so you don't rush out the front door. And we're not talking, all this can be done with no words, by the way. So open up the front door, nobody moves. If they do, they get corrected. Walk out the front door, everybody politely sits. If they don't, they get corrected. And this is dogs that understand what you're doing. you, You can't just take a green dog and do this. But Melissa's dog can do this. You walk to the car, nobody pulls. You open up the car door, nobody jumps in without permission. They get in the car, everybody lies down or is at a minimum is quiet. You get to the event, everybody's quiet. You open up the door, nobody jumps out. You walk to the front door of the event, everybody walks politely. You open up the front door of the event, nobody rushes in. Think about all of these training opportunities. Think about that. Again, this is all unspoken. You can do every one of these things and not say one word to your dog. It's all done with leash work. 
you get to the event, everybody lies down and is quiet until it's their turn. If you're participating in the event, whether it's dock diving, agility, competition obedience, I don't know what the event is, or if you're just going as a visitor, an observer. If you're going as an observer, the dogs can be laying down for three, four hours. Let them. Um, thank you. Taking them to a dog. We're going to require a book. Got it. Robert says, hello. Hey, Robert, how are you? Thomas, um, awesome work. Keep grinding. Structure and leadership really helped my dog make better decisions. Thanks, Thomas. Glad you're doing well. Thomas was at our um, leash reactivity event. I believe it was uh, that we just put out on video. Good um, um, Jay Ronnie, Jay Ron, how are you? Good morning, early morning walk with Super and your podcast become my go-to routine. Excellent, thank you, thank you. Jay Ron is a is a is a is a client. Um, he is in New York or New Jersey, and he travels all the way up to Rhode Island to just to board his dogs there <clears throat> at our facility. Um, George, hey George, how are you? I haven't heard from you. I mean, I've seen you online. Um, the dog I'm working with at the moment is a dog aggressive and extremely anxious. Yesterday, I introduced him to a prong, and it really helped to bring him out of his shell, build confidence, much easier and kinder to correct with a prong collar. Absolutely. That's another thing is, like, people are getting wrong information. So that's another thing. Another thing. You're, people, what else is holding people There's back? There's someone at our door? Okay, well, I'm doing a podcast, so they're going to have to just leave a message. Don't open the door, okay? Um, so, you know, I think it's really important that, that uh, folks understand that a lot of people are being held back because they don't have the information that's important and that's real and that's the truth about the equipment. So prong collars are not mean and they're not abusive. And you don't need to put a disclaimer saying, well, if they're used right. No, it's a blanket statement saying they're not mean or abusive. I've been using them for 20 years and I'm not seeing dogs hurt on them. And I've had to give dogs extremely hard corrections because of the dogs we use. And I've not seen it once harm a dog. Not once. Not once. Okay. So I think it's really, really important that people understand that this person is not going to go away from my door. Angelo, just open the door, but make sure I can see you. Okay, go ahead. Tell them that I'm busy doing a podcast. Go out there and tell me of dogs. Go out, open up the door and tell me he's not till out in our backyard. Tell that person, do not go in our backyard. We have dogs. My dogs are doing exactly what they're supposed to be doing. What's that, honey? Sorry, Dad. Just walk out there and tell mom I'm doing a podcast and I can't talk to him right now. And we have dogs in the backyard. 
from the cable company. Dogs are going nuts, as they're supposed to. They protect Angelo. Um, so that's another in- piece of information out there. Sorry, guys. I'm like doing this alone, and people are showing up at my house, which never usually happens. So I think it's important that people understand that like the tools that you keep hearing about that are bad are actually not bad. Same with the remote collars. And I understand there's countries that are banning them, and also there's countries that women can't drive and homosexuality is illegal. I get it. Um, people need to know these tools um, do way more than help, right? They stop unwanted behaviors. So if you're struggling and you're not using these tools because you've heard bad things about them, I think it's important to understand that you're being lied to. That you're being lied to. Okay, good morning, Jeff. Thanks for the council motivation to keeping in, to keep putting in the work with my pups and results is so gratifying also. True. Kim, I can't find any supportive information on how to correct a reactive dog with wobblers. I don't know much about wobblers. Um, questioning their vibration would do better choice to or stimulation means so you can use stimulation. Don't be misled by 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 elect by stim. By quote unquote shock. Can you close the door and lock it, please, Angela? Angela? Can you please close the door fully? Can you please close the door? Thank you. Um I think, it's, I think it's important to understand that um, folks have to understand that, that, that vibration doesn't mean better. It doesn't. So what you can do is you can, Kim, you can email the manufacturer. So you can email um, Greg at eCower Technologies. Ask them. Caroline says, safety first. I agree. I give corrections with a prong and e-cow and everyone, including my dog, is safe. I don't care if she's happy. She's safe. And what Caroline means is, is in the moment. Of course, she wants happy dogs. But she in the moment. So I know Caroline. I've known her for, geez, probably 14 years. She's up in Rhode Island, brain, brain cancer survivor. She's got tiny little dogs. Loves her dogs. Definitely calls them fur babies, but holds them accountable. But they run off leash on the beach. She has her own beach right behind her house. Runs them every morning. And damn right, she wants to make sure they're safe. Um, experiences now, Anouk, I have an Aussie that needs a, that needs a home intact, high levels of obedience. I'm in the educated adoption process, dealing with all the misconceptions with the public. It's tough. Yep. That's why I thought of it. Um, Terry says, I saw a real trainer with reactive Doberman walking through the farmer's market, said to watch for other dogs and move across the street, redirect with food, so Doberman won't react to a situation. Yeah. I mean, I, I, get, I get it. Like Making space, I agree with. You definitely have to make space with some dogs, especially the beginning of the training journey. But, but redirecting is bullshit. Redirecting will not change the dog's behavior. It won't stop the dog's unwanted behavior. No, you correct the dog's unwanted behavior. You correct the dogs on want to behavior. Kathy says, my neighbor's nasty little chihuahua stands in the middle of the road um, in your yard barking nonstop. People risk their lives every day trying to keep him from being hit by a car. I live in a 90-degree turn, so when they stop on the road to rescue him, they're risking their lives. My neighbor's response is to tell him to leave him alone and risk to my life. <laughs> Your life's advice. Call animal control. Call animal control. I mean, what's it, like, what irresponsible person would let their dog do that. What irresponsible person. So this this is what's really, really funny is 
<clears throat> we get hate every single day. We have videos made on us. We rehab aggressive dogs. How many videos are out there about that damn bonking? You know, we bonk dogs all the time, which is a cotton towel. It stops so many bad behaviors, but it's one of the tools we use to rehab aggressive dogs. And a lot of people make videos on this because I show it and they edit them and put a false narrative and we get 10,000, 20,000 pieces of hate. We'll get put on the BBC. This is all documented. You can look all this stuff up. But meanwhile, Kathy's next door neighbor lets her chihuahua run free in the neighborhood and run in the street, willing to, and almost gets hit by a car daily. Like, are you, are you, like, seriously? I can't imagine doing that. I can't imagine doing that not caring about my dog so much that, that I would let, allow it outside like that. Dan says, good morning, Jeff. Good morning. Listen as we walk. Good. Yeah, a lot of people do that. A lot of people listen to the show, you know, in the car. There's a playlist you can listen to it on. Run all the podcast platforms as well. Um, Moses says, thanks. Going to do this today. I'm going to visit Frisbee World Championship in Chattanooga. Not competing, just visiting, seeing friends. Awesome. Absolutely. That's great. Sport is great. Not, not in my realm. Don't know much. Don't know how to do them. That's why when people ask me about sport, I'm like, they're great, but I don't know how to train your dog. That's another thing. When you go to a dog trainer, find out what they actually do. So a sport dog trainer might not do a family pet. And they're two different things. They're two different things. A lot of the dogs we work with can't do sport. Eventually, could they? Maybe. You know? Um, Sue says, appreciate your stance. Quick question. I drive alone with my dog and put him in the front passenger seat. He's well-behaved there, but is he better off in the back seat? Whatever works for you. Whatever works for you. Damien, morning, Jeff. Down here, behavior mod is frowned upon by the rescue dog people, and the ones actually doing it get a lot of flack. Yeah, I mean, so Damien, it's really interesting. Is like, It's not just down here, wherever you are. Everywhere it is. I can't imagine, you know, if people, like, that's one of the problems we're having everywhere. So people don't think that dogs should be well-behaved. It blows my mind that, you know, if, if all these dogs were better behaved, they'd stop being turned into shelters. If people would train their dogs and correct the unwanted behavior, they'd stop being turned into shelters. This is simple logic. And for trainers to get flax, so what? Who cares? I get flack. I get, I don't want to say I get more flack than anyone, but I get a lot of flack, like a real lot, daily. Hourly. Sometimes when a, when, when a video is released, you know, hundreds of times a minute, shit comes in. It's just like, so what? I'm confident in what I do. The people that appreciate it, appreciate it. Like, that's why owners need to, that's why trainers need to put up their information. Because you're going to help people. You're going to help people. There's always people out there that are going to not like you. There's a lot of people that struggle with their own personal issues, too. <clears throat> For barking in the car. Um, oh, Africa. I'm sorry, Africa. 
Good morning. Glad you're feeling better. I went away and the dogs were boarded for a week and now they need refresher training for little annoying things. Yep, absolutely. For barking in the car, do I use the prong collar to correct this? No. Use a remote collar. You're driving. You just say no and correct. That's it. It'll stop. And you don't correct, people are like, do I correct a working level? No, it's a correction. It's a correction. It works. It's, it's, people struggle with, people struggle with dogs barking and it's relatively simple to stop. Now, Wes and Tex, we're down to two dogs now. Girl just died. But, but they were barking right now. But also, someone's trying to get into my backyard. They have every right to bark. They're allowed to. But other than that, they're quiet. And if it wasn't somebody trying to get in my backyard, I'd correct them. So I think it's important, but it's like so many, one of the, the best, one of the best, uh, comments that I got on a show was from an 80 year old woman saying, I've been living with my dog for, I don't know, I think the dog was eight years. It was eight years. My dog's been barking for eight years in the front window. And she heard about bonking. Bonking is with a cotton towel. She was, I, I heard about it for the first time. I did it. My dog hasn't barked since in the front window and I can find that they've lived more peacefully. Um, my dog um, heard yours barking was looking around like, who did you let in the house? You're right. So um, it's, it's, it's like, yeah, there's a time and a place. It's like, am I against barking? No. But there's a time and a place. Someone's trying to get in your backyard? Yeah, your dogs can bark. But, but... We need context. Someone's walking by your house. No, your dog should shut up. You're driving in the car. Somebody, you know, you drive by people, a dog, your dog goes nuts. That's what we're talking about. That's what we're talking about. How people can live like that is, is, is beyond me. Like, don't you want quiet? Do you really want to live in a world of chaos? Some people do. Some people do. Dan says, fuck the flack, Jeff. Again, I mention it. I mention it, and I'm trying to empower young dog trainers as well because I mentor a lot of young dog trainers, a ton, actually. A lot. People would be surprised. Also started a lot of dog trainers' careers in 20 years. A lot. I see it all the time. I watch all these videos that they come across me, and I'm like, Sounds like something I said, which is great, which is fine. I'm glad the knowledge is being passed on. But the thing is, dog trainers are stopping putting out information. And you don't have to be as blunt as me, but they've stopped putting out information that it's helpful to owners because they're worried about the negative pushback. So trainers are worried about negative pushback so they don't put out the proper information. Owners are worried about doing the actual corrections because they're worried about like what their neighbors will think or what their dog will think of them, which is like ridiculous. So then they've got a badly behaved dog. And then from the trainer not to put out the information, 
society has a bunch of badly behaved dogs. So when's it going to stop? When is it going to stop? When is everybody going to say, fuck the false information, fuck what other people say, and I'm going to do what I'm going to do, and it's not abusive. Abuse is hanging a dog off of a tree for just the hell of it. Correcting your dog for going after your kid is not abusive. Kicking an, an, an off-leash dog coming at you is not abusive. Doing whatever it takes to break up a dog fight is not abusive. Correcting a dog, just structured, no. Remote cower correction, no. Leash pop for not doing a command is not abusive. Anytime you see a well-trained, high-performing dog, that is part of the training process. I assure you. We're not talking about choreographed dance routines here. We're talking about the real world. We're not talking about parlor tricks. We're talking about the real world. So I got for you today. Wake the fuck up with Jeff. Okay. Let's cut the bullshit. Let's train up our dogs. The information's out there. But what's holding you back is you're not applying the punisher to the unwanted behavior. You're not applying the punisher to a known command that your dog is not doing. You're believing the false narrative that is out there that all reward-based training is all you need. Love and affection is all you need. And you're believing that and you're struggling. And some people, though, also don't do much with their dogs. So they're like, I just... Love and affection is fine. No, love and affection meets your emotional needs, but you don't even take your dog outside. You can't even walk your dog down the street. You can't take your dog to an to a, to outdoor cafe. You can't take a road trip with your dog. Like your dog should be able to go to <clears throat> an indoor shopping mall and walk around with you politely, ignoring everything. You sh- your dog should be able to go into a store Drop into a down while you shop for clothes. Your dog should be able to stand in line at the checkout counter. And while you're putting your groceries on the belt, your dog should be able to hold it down stay the whole time until you pay. It's not that difficult to do. Every dog can do that. We have dogs that can't even don't even know what a down means, they can do that in a couple of weeks, if not less. It's not that difficult to do. So you can do it too. I know you can. And we put out the information, whether it's for free, which we do on YouTube, or through one of our paid courses. And not just us, but thousands of other dog trainers are putting out that information as well. All right. Love you guys. Time to go. I'll see you everybody tonight at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the What Would Jeff Do show with the lovely Joelle. Take care, guys. Bye-bye.